Hey everyone and welcome to Tea Time with Austin. This is a podcast where we will discuss things going on in the pop culture and entertainment world. We will divulge into some of the most juiciest gossip and I will give you my take on everything in between. So grab your teacups and let's start sipping. Hey everybody, welcome to Tea Time with Austin and Friends. I'm your host Austin. I'm with my friends Cameron and Rita. And today we are joined by a very special guest, our honorary co-host, Miss <laughs> Sydney's <laughs> back in the building. Hey, Sydney. Hey. Hey, y'all. Yes. Hey. Hey, Desmond. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm ready I got for the a mess. Strange relationship with her. <laughs> Look, y'all, look, y'all done said y'all want another one, so I don't know. I'm Let's dead, establish. so I can't come back. <laughs> oh, yeah. And Cameron got to be somebody else. Child, you can be a gay cat. Sydney, Sydney and Cameron are... <laughs> it's the characters that, that have the problems. Okay. Not anymore. Stop. Oh, right, God. Yes. Six feet under. She's an <laughs> <laughs> All right, but, but how's everybody's week been? Everybody been good? Yeah, this week has been pretty good. Mm-hmm. Let's just jump right into these topics. Okay. So, how y'all feel about. So, apparently, Kanye West wasn't invited to his daughter's birthday party. <laughs> and. He didn't get no invitation or get to know where it was at, but one of the people at the party and told him where it was at. How y'all feel about Kanye West not invited to his daughter's birthday party? <laughs> Who going first? Sydney, you can go first. <laughs> um, I just, I just feel like Kanye's erratic. His erratic behavior is gonna cause him to lose in the court of public opinion like mm-hmm. it's just it's just too much and then that's going to translate into like real court like if he won't if the Kardashians want to prove that he is crazy he is not doing himself any favors in proving them wrong right because he done bought a house beside Kim and <laughs> 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 but I'm beginning to think, is this stuff really true? Like, is he really who he who they say he is? Like, is he really this crazy? I I think he's creative and in his arena. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over the whole I'm over all they drama. It's just nonstop with him and Kim. Yeah, I mean, I, but how I feel is it's his kid, so he should be invited to the birthday party. But I see why they didn't, because they probably want to keep the peace and drama free. So I see it from both sides. I was going to ask, do y'all overall the whole Kardashian personal life playing out in public is just like. Y'all go all of all. What is it? Seven of y'all just go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> I think we're over it at this point. I've been over it. I've been. I ain't never really been a huge fan of them anyway. And it's just, it's always something. 
when one headline dies down, another one pops up. It's always something with them. Yeah. It's get, it gets old. <laughs> I mean, Very I just think... So. I think their time is fading. Like, you know, like the like at one point in time it was the Paris Hilsons and the Lindsay Lohans, and then their mm-hmm. time faded and the Kardashians came in. And now I think their time is fading and a different group of girls are popping up where people are, you know, like just go somewhere and, and, and retire. <laughs> right, right. That's right. And it's not like they poor or anything. They all got money. So I mean just Fade off into existence and live a normal life for once. That is true. I I just feel like the whole this ain't gonna do it them just then. I feel like the whole reality landscape is changing. It is, because, yeah. Because nobody's checking for them, nobody's checking for really checking for housewives anymore. Nobody like nobody's watching reality TV as it was before. I think the workplace reality show is now becoming the new thing. Like, I think the Selling Sunset was, like, because it's mixing that reality at the real world of, like, people got jobs and need to make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and uh, you know, nobody wants to watch seven women who do absolutely nothing spend money versus, you know, watching workplace drama and reality TV kind of drama. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you want to see every ordinary people drama, not them rich folks drama. <laughs> I mean, now granted, though, I think I mean the girls on the on the the selling sunsets in the in the selling Tampa, they got some they they rich ladies, but it's still more relatable because they have yeah. jobs. <laughs> right, yeah. right. Who knows? What Kardashian and worked at Walmart or McDonald's? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in the next in the next three years, it might be like you know, real social workers of Atlanta. So, you know, you never know. <laughs> yeah, let it be real teachers of North Carolina. I'm ready. Let's go. We're gonna see Put you me on. Exactly. Put me on. I'm gonna be the Nene Leaks of the show. Put me on. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, like you know, six teachers all together trying to you know. Make something, you know. I think people are more into now wants to buy into people whose lives resemble theirs a little bit more. Exactly. Look, Carlos King, call me. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would be here for that. Oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, yeah. Good luck to Kanye. I mean, I still want <laughs> this man to be in his daughter's life, but I mean, I need him to go sit down for a minute. That's all I'm saying. If that makes sense to y'all, mm-hmm. I, still, like, I, I, st- I still agree with what I said months ago. I think he needs some serious mental help. Like he needs to go see a psychiatrist and enjoy the challenge. He does. Well, Cameron, do you Something think it ain't... is? Huh? I was going to ask. Did you think it's chemical? Do you think it's chemical, or do you think it's like emotional? Like you think there is something I... wrong with him that? can't be helped or like that he needs a medicine for or that he just needs out. I'm gonna go with both. Uh definitely emotional because obviously him and Kim got some black blood that's probably gonna spill out eventually. But mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't know. It's I, I honestly feel like the music industry has really like you know how they always say, you know, the dark side of Hollywood and stuff like that. I think it's the same with that, you know, the music industry as well, man. 
That kind yeah. of stuff right there can really tweak with your mind, and you know, I don't know. To me, to me, it just seems like he he just really needs somebody like there that he can talk to, <clears throat> spill everything out. Just one of them good old fashioned, you know, sessions, <laughs> um, uh, therapy sessions. So I don't think Kanye has any real friends. I I don't. Well, nope. They just I don't think he money. has a tie tie or you know like you know like Jay Z has tie tie or Rihanna has M dollars. I don't think he has that person that keeps him kind of grounded. Well, Beyonce said Jay Z can't go over there no more. So <laughs> I don't fault I don't fault her for not letting her child go over there and play. <laughs> think about having friends when you rich like that though. It's like who mm-hmm. is like really your friend though. That's true. Like, who is real? Like, who, it's it's that's the thing that makes being a like celebrity, not, not even being a celebrity, having money like that. It's like who is literally real with you? That's why I feel like true. you know if you ever be, if I ever get to that you know we speaking into existence, but if I ever get to that top dog status, I want my circle of friends to remain the same because the ones that was riding with you when you was broke can be the same ones that ride with you when you got money. But you true. know I'm gonna tell you about yourself. but anyway let's move off of Kanye and then let's talk about how TikTok does not appreciate black creators Sydney (laughs) so here's the head let me just read the headline no black creators were listed in the Forbes highest paid TikToker list um when we are the creativity. Sydney, since you're a creator, what do you think about <laughs> this comment? Um, it's nothing. Well, first thing is, I I have heard other people say that you can request to not be on the Forbes list. Well, that is true. Forbes will reach out to you and say, "Hey, you re- you you fit in this bracket. Would you like to not be on it?" And you can say, "Absolutely, keep me off of it because I don't want Nick." Uh, I don't want people contacting me and asking me for no money. You know what I mean? You yeah, can't yeah. do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to know first. Mm-hmm. But secondly, I'm not surprised because although I'm not there, like TikTok, I just kind of was like, you know what? I'm going to let that be the one thing that I'm, I don't participate in at my age. But <laughs> <laughs> For for YouTube, like for YouTubers for years, YouTubers were complaining about not being black YouTubers, content creators were complaining about not being included in the, you know, different major initiatives that the platform would have. Uh-huh. And I even went and looked today just out of curiosity. And like even till today, Issa Rae only has like 500k subscribers on her YouTube channel. See, that's mm. And this is the original channel that she had before Insecure and all of that. And to this day, she only has 500k subscribers. So, you know, and and the platform has never they the platform doesn't acknowledge her, right? You know don't. what I mean? As as being there's one of the the most successful person to ever come off the platform, really. Exactly. You know, so saying that to say, are we surprised? <laughs> No, I'm not surprised. Cameron, what do you think about it? 
I, I'm honestly just going to say the same thing. I was going to lose something. I'm like, are we really surprised, though? Because, I mean, even when I be scrolling through, like, I'm not really active on TikTok, but I do be watching other people make them. Nine times out of ten, the people, even when it comes to white folks, they be using black content from black movies, from Medea, stuff exactly. like Fresh Prince of Bel Air, Family Man. I mean, I've heard it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But somehow they don't, they don't, we don't make that. I said, what, what does that tell you? We just, it's the same thing. I think it summarized, you know, the entertainment industry. Yeah, the, the celebrities make, you know, the big dollars, but who make the big, big, big dollars? Mm-hmm. The That's ones at true. the top. So it's the same thing with TikTok. You know, they use the black entertainment, but the ones on tick, the one up top profit the most. So valid, very valid. <laughs> That's true. So then my question is, should we back off of these apps that we're not appreciated on? And if so, what should we do? Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, so what do you what oh go ahead I mean I was just going to say I don't want to say it's because I mean people just I mean honestly TikTok has just got too popular so I don't think people will back off unless we create something else so right. we create like a better app because that's how that's all it is people creating mm. something that's better and then you flock to that one and then something else dies down Mm-hmm. Same thing with MySpace and Facebook. MySpace was popular oh, until Facebook came around. And then, you know, it's the same so, thing. So So you want a you want the Black Planet version of TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> like Come on, BDT, Black Planet. B, like, and, and the only thing about that is with our culture mm-hmm. is that we have a, a, a bad tendency of doing that, creating our own spaces. And then selling our spaces for profit once we make them valuable. Mm-hmm. And then they're no longer our spaces I- anymore. Come on now. Like your BET. Yes. And your title. And, you know, so many other other spaces that were for uh, FUBU. I was going to use that acronym, but FUBU. <laughs> so many spaces that were for us, by us. And then we decided that we wanted to sell us. You know, we sold us, which is kind of slavery happen- happening all over again now that I think about it. But, yeah, you know, create, like I said, create the, the Black Planet version of, of TikTok and what happens. Well, see, the thing is, it doesn't, years. I don't think it even needs to, we need to go that far and say it's the Black Planet version of it. But mm. more so just say a bl- black Black creators created it. It could be for everybody. It don't got to just be us, you know. So like but, your title. So like a title. Yeah, like say this is this is something. This was created for Black folks for Black folks, but everybody's welcome to it, you know. And then make sure you know Black folks stay in charge. Somebody that's not you know to the Almighty Dollar. And that's the thing. And and that's that's the thing because think about it. We all we went to a HBCU. Yeah. And at some point, HBCUs admit Caucasian students for the dollar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They have their it, own minority scholarship now, basically. Don't get me started we, on them. We, we do, at some point, we do these things. We, se- we sell ourselves out for the dollar. Yeah. 
That's true. I do know, um, I'm not sure if this goes for all 50 states, but the state of North Carolina, North Carolina requires for you to have a certain population, diverse population for your school. It can't just be all black folks. Because I know that's why um, you start to see uh, more white students in the A&T band because they're getting a minority scholarship from a oh. University. So okay. yeah, the school, the, st- the state of North Carolina requires you in order for you to receive like, I think like public funding or something like that for scholarship, you mm-hmm. have to have like a certain po- diverse population. Oh, I didn't That's even why know they that. go out and recruit um, Asian students to come in, black students, Latino. Um, oh. So... And ANC of all people should learn about that recruiting because last time they went out and recruited another national. Never mind, I ain't gonna say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh -uh. I was finna go there like we was in a private conversation. I was getting too comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) All I can say on this topic is we just gotta promote ourselves. This is true. What I'm saying, like, like my TikTok for you page is. Probably nothing but black people. I mean, I might have one or two white people, but it's nothing but black people. That's all I want to see. I, I want to see win. I'm I'm voting for everybody to win. <laughs> mm-hmm. As Issa Rae would say. <laughs> I think with that being said, too, we we as creators have to diversify. You know, we can't yeah. expect it all to just come from that one that one space. Yeah, you know, you see the creators that the Caucasian creators that on, you know, the TikToks and the YouTubes and whatever, they only use that as their source of income and then they get the big giant, you know, mainstream deals. But we have to independently diversify as well so we can make sure that we are are making that money also. You know what I mean? Yeah. I agree. One last thing I want to say about this TikTok thing is do y'all not realize how much black folks actually run TikTok though? Like mm-hmm. all the best trends and you know content on there come from black folks. But we don't get the credit for it, is what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. So I mean, would you imagine if we all just said, okay, we done with TikTok because you ain't put us on there? It would be a powerful one. I know we wouldn't do it, but Right. Like all like, you know, the best videos on TikTok be coming from black folks. Whether it's dances, you know, movies, anything, skits, it all most of it comes from black folks. Because we are the original creativity. I'm sure. I'm sure eventually TikTok, much like YouTube, will give like some hollow gesture, like a a TikTok black or something, and it's a conference for all the black TikTokers to get together. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah. they'll give them some free merch, and you know, it, some kind of hollow gesture. Just a hush. <laughs> just to like, get them to hush. You got what you want, hush. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, Tiffany Haddish was arrested for a DUI recently. <laughs> um, I don't know what happened and what was going on because my page ain't loading. But anyway, she was arrested for a DUI. Um, because she allegedly fell asleep at the wheel. What's going on with Tiffany, y'all? That is on brand for her. Like, Tiffany Haddish's brand <laughs> is stoner chick, party girl, have a good time, you know, looking for love, but if I don't find it, it's FDs, 
you know, ends until it ain't no more. You know, yeah. it, that's her brand. So I don't, I didn't really, like, some people are like, she broke up with Common and it's a cry for help. But I don't see it as that. I see it as this is a, a 30-something-year-old woman, you know, 30-plus, cause she, or she almost 40, making more money than she ever had, single, mm-hmm. enjoying mm-hmm. life. I do wish she would, you know, hire a driver, but this is enjoying <laughs> herself. Like, exactly. I don't see it as, like, Common is, he's a serial monogamous anyway, so... Uh, but I will say that they did say that she was kind of upset about the passing of Bob Saget. What she <laughs> And nobody said anything. <laughs> Girl, that's how. Girl, that's how you came to your show and you were. What Sydney? You know that time she did that show and she was so drunk she forgot that she was a comedian. Like, <laughs> no, Tiffany Haddish. That's just your brand, girl. You just get wasted, and it's okay. You don't need like. I feel like adult single people, mm-hmm. we have to stop making excuses for our behavior. Come on, like. Now. We are, I'm just having fun because I am not beholden to anyone. I have no one to check in with. So I am having fun and I'm enjoying the life I have. We don't have to explain. Like. That's true. Because Tiffany is from California. So at the end of the day, she's gonna, like, they're gonna take that little marijuana charge and probably just give her like a moving violation or something. So it'll be the equivalent of a parking ticket or something like that, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. You had like you didn't hurt anyone, you didn't harm nobody, you just enjoy yourself. Like you don't need an excuse. Exactly. Tammy, you what's your thoughts? Uh what's your thoughts on this? Uh my only thing I'm gonna say is <laughs> it's just to me, it's just the DUI thing under um celebrities really is really getting old. <laughs> like if you can afford to get a driver, just get one. Like it just it doesn't if you're gonna go out and get drunk, live your best life, fine. But be responsible, yes. you know, set an example. You know? Like, cause I mean, uh, like yeah. I, I, I don't ever feel sympathy for anybody that drives under the influence. I know my limit. I know to the point where if I get to the point where I can't drive, I'm not gonna step behind a car. And that's simple. Because I don't wanna endanger it's not even about the driver, it's about endangering somebody else, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just, I I'll never understand why these people that clearly have the money to buy have their own personal driver continue to drive under the influence. Like, did anybody not learn from that NFL football player mm. who just killed, killed that innocent woman mm-hmm. because he was driving like what? I think it was like over a hundred over the speed limit or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, right? Like, it just blows. That just blows my mind. It really does. Very, very valid point. Get a driver. Like seriously, it's it is that simple. Like literally, this would not have been a story if she had just had a driver, right? Exactly. And with and when you have a driver, you can get, do whatever you want. Get as drunk as you want, long as you know, don't do nothing stupid like start a fight or nothing. But you can live your best life. Your driver pull up, bam, you get home safely. Nothing to talk about. That's true. I agree with you. I agree with all the all the points y'all said. It makes a lot of sense. Um. All right, so I want to move on to something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
if you're looking for a church, just know that Pastor, <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Michael Todd is going to possibly wipe his saliva on your face. <laughs> anyway, Pastor Michael Todd was um, receiving backlash because his sermon contained him spitting in his hand and wiping on said person's face. You guys, <laughs> what does this say about y'all? Look, and I, we gonna... and I think before I before I come to y'all, I think all of us grew up in a church atmosphere, so we know what a church atmosphere is. <laughs> my question is, have y'all ever had? <laughs> have y'all ever seen anything like this before? Nope. Uh, uh, <laughs> but all, all I'm gonna say is we gonna be up in there fighting just like the musician was fighting. <laughs> like you got one time to wipe some spit on me, and we'll be up in that church throwing some straight. That's nasty. <laughs> That's straight nasty. It, it, you know, it's giving it's giving very much attention seeking behavior on his part. Thank you. Um, a lot of these newer pastors that have these Instagram, I call them Instagram churches, which means you don't you didn't come out of a church like you don't have a pastor. You just, mm-hmm. you know, made a few good sermons, got a following, got a building, and just decided that you want to preach. You know, nobody is, like, going and doing research on you to find out what church you grew up in or whether right. you are even on good terms with the pastor that you came from. You know what I mean? These mm-hmm. Instagram churches, and, you, and your church doesn't have a board, you run it like it's a business. Like, mm-hmm. a lot of these Instagram pastors are all about trending and getting numbers, and the, and the tone of his response video told me just that like you you promote a hashtag in the midst of you expressing how disgusting what you did was exactly you you're you're all about numbers you're not about souls and as a person that is a like because i'm i'm from like a pentecostal background like you know i i get the hands laid on me i you know i've experienced all that stuff the falling out the crying all of that stuff but Mm -hmm. even even as somebody that comes from that type of background, I was like, you are, this is attention seeking behavior. This is not about God at all. This is not about Jesus. This is not about no, not nobody, <laughs> but you right. and, and everybody knowing your name. Exactly. Well, it, is it just me or are, is this new generation of pastors just getting weirder and weirder and getting more <laughs> like they're getting so ungodly. Like it's not even like, I don't know if y'all ever did y'all ever hear about that pastor that uh had the women in his church lay at the beach and he sat there and like pretty much ate them out. Oh my god. Did y'all ever see that video? <laughs> you know what? I actually think we were we were all around each other during that time. I think we had a discussion about this in um Austin's old apartment. Cause I think yeah, we were all like, around yeah, each other we doing did. that time. We did. <laughs> like, we I, was, did. I was like, what? <laughs> Like, and, and here's disgusting. here's my thing as a person that like I I always say like um I go to church for because of for my mental health I'm I go to church because it is one of the few things that African American Black people have as a tradition to pass down you mm-hmm. know what I mean we that's something African American people pass down the the aspect of going to church whatever um saying that to say. And like I said, you know, like I said, it's good for my mental health. I have my own spiritual wall, whatever. I am a very, like, I am, I have been in church and had people, like, try to lay hands on me and I politely grab their wrist and be like, no, thank you. 
Like right. I, you like God give you God like okay when you're in church you flow in the spirit whatever but God give you common sense. Um, he blessed you with car keys or Uber uh, Uber account or whatever he blessed you with to be able to get to that church building. And mm-hmm. when stuff are going left, he has allowed you to keep that, those things so you can leave. Like, right. You don't have to stay when you see something crazy like that going on. That's if, true. If your leader is, if you realize things are going left, he this person is strange. Like, and it was people, amen, and him rubbing spit on it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely was. It's, and it's always gonna be somebody that's ignorant, but like I have, I have been in church and embarrassed my whole family because I have like politely been like, "No, thank you," to someone <laughs> like. Mm-mm. I could see you doing that too. <laughs> because for those who aren't like into scripture, the Bible says, "Try the spirit by the spirit and see if it be a God," which means your instinct what's in you will not agree if it's on some other if the person is on some other stuff Mm -hmm. and you have a right to be like no thank you You yeah a a human god-given right to be like no thank you you do not it's because it's almost i don't want to equate it to but it's somebody it's like somebody doing something to you that you don't like and you can say no right exactly that's true but i'm but the the man just standing there letting it happen it was his brother. I feel like it was some. I feel like it was some familial jealousy going on there, because brother was fine, and I feel like he was being a hater when he rubbed that spit on him. <laughs> <laughs> you got one time to rub some spit on me. We gonna be uh, in that church fighting. <laughs> no, I don't play those games. It's just sometimes you don't do for shock value or do stuff for. I mean, it's some stuff you don't do. Basically. I mean, and I'm familiar with that Bible story, but th- no, just no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just just no. like that. And, uh, did y'all see that video? That pastor that had hit the the men of the oh church that was, uh, had to come up and do they confess they sins, and as they were they were telling him, he was like slapping the hell out of them. Oh no, I'd have stayed that- in church that day. <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you, woo. I've been and I mean, like, these won't no love test. He was popping the fuck out of them. Oh, I, I, I got a good seat in church that day. <laughs> no, I would have been first in line to see if you would have slapped me because then we would have been rolling all over that church. <laughs> but, like, if you don't want to, if you're uncomfortable with something, just, like, and I don't care whether that's church, like, anywhere in life, but I do think that church people should, we need to have, like, a consent conversation, like, yeah. If you are uncomfortable, you do not have to consent to letting nobody do nothing to you in this building. Exactly. Because I ain't going to let nobody do nothing to me in that building. Uh-uh. I, like yeah, I said, I, I have a many times, and my family can attest, been like, nope, no thank you. Um, You know, been in church, and they'd be like, everybody line up. Because I'm a, in, <laughs> you know, like a minister come from out of town, and be like, everybody line up. I'm going to lay hands on all of y'all. And I've been like, no, thank you. I'm gonna go to the bathroom now, or I'm gonna. <laughs> nah, like... my favorite was we used to have this one guy. He was a, a prophet supposedly, and every time he came to church, he was always asking for money. Oh. Every single time, God told me you either have to give me fourteen dollars or forty-one dollars, something like that. Always yeah. something off the wall. I'm like, mm-mm. And so even one with of them that, I'm like. 
I'm like, and, w- and even with that, I'm like, and God gave me free will to keep my money in my cash app <laughs> in my pocket. I don't have to. I don't have to participate in this stuff. I like. I never forget. I was in church one Sunday, one one evening. It was an afternoon service. I just rode somewhere with my mama. You know, whatever. Again, like I said, I'm Pentecostal, so again, we get down with the glory. <laughs> and this young, this young prophet <clears throat> gets up, locks eyes with me, and looks at me and goes, "Heaven is aroused." Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, stop! Wait a minute. Heaven is aroused. He said, "Heaven is aroused," and like he said it more than once. He said it one oh, time, no. and I was just like, "You have got to be kidding me!" The second time, he formed his hands in the shape of a in a in the shape of a vagina, like not the V, but like in like the curvy way. Yeah, and he oh, was like, "It was like heaven is." He was like, "Heaven is engorged. It's open." <laughs> and so I was just like, "You know what? This man, he's got to be kidding. He's he's kidding, right?" <laughs> and so like this, like late. So he sat down after he after after he announced that heaven was about to have an orgasm. <laughs> He sat down and this lady who is like a really nice, a real good church mother, like she got one of them good old Aretha Franklin type voices. Yeah. She began, <laughs> she began to sing. So I had my hands up, you know, because I'm like, okay, you know, he over there putting a condom on heaven. I'm just gonna <laughs> give God some glory. So while I'm giving God glory doing this be- like I said, beautiful Aretha Franklin style church song, mm-hmm. I feel somebody come and lay and put their hands on my back. <laughs> oh my god. I don't know if he was trying to finger heaven or what, but I politely <laughs> asked him to stop. I just put my hands down, turned middle of the solo, and I looked at him and I'm like, stop. <laughs> I grabbed the keys and I was like, I was with my mom. So I just was like, mama, I gotta go. I grabbed the keys and I walked out. I'm not, I don't have, like, I don't have to stay in church for the shenanigans. Exactly. <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta be careful with some of them preachers and prophets for them be some of the biggest perverts. Mm. But and, the, and I thought he played for the other team. That was what was really taken. Why well, I was really taken aback. Ooh, mm. Don't get me started on that one. <laughs> but my thing mm. is, why is it always the pastors from out of town that's always causing drama? <laughs> like, <laughs> like why we can't? Like this don't never happen when my regular pastors here. <laughs> <laughs> wonder do they talk this do they plan this in the car like um when i when i get in there i'm gonna i'm gonna set it off (laughs) (laughs) they probably do heaven is aroused oh my god every time i see him i'm just like "Mm -mm." because i like you know i've seen him in town at at the store and stuff Uh, old scam artist because he's younger than he's younger than me and be getting on the little cart you know at the the grocery store i know uh -uh, i'm not gonna stop I'm not gonna stop. I'm like, I didn't see you sit up there and shout for a good 10, 20 minutes, but now you can't walk to the to the produce section of Walmart. Okay. Mm. That's like the name of a convention in Atlanta. (laughs) (laughs) That's gonna be that's the name of this podcast. Heaven is (laughs) around. All right, so. Moving on from them, let's talk about um, Britney Spears and her sister Jamie Lynn Spears. Jamie Lynn Spears did an interview for Good Morning America, spilling all the tea about her sister and a le- and some different stuff just about her, just opening up the floodgates about Britney Spears. 
So what did y'all think about this interview? Was first of all, my question is, did we need to hear from Jamie Lynn to, to begin with? <laughs> well, she's I'm, been trying her hardest to get her back self back to like fame status, like Zoe one on one days. So I kind of feel like she's trying to use that to kind of you know put her name back out there, but I don't I don't see her as relevant in this situation to be honest. Exactly. And she Reed, she really didn't say nothing that really caught my interest in the interview. So. She didn't say nothing that we already did. Already did right. Like, like it's like she was just saying the same thing, just coming from her mouth this time. Well, I have two points about Jamie Lynn. I only watched, <laughs> and I only watched like six minutes of the interview. But one thing I heard her say was that I just want to matter, and I was like, you know. We don't think about it, but her being the less popular, the less famous of the siblings, uh-huh. what was it like for her growing up? She probably didn't feel important because everything was around her sister. So I feel like she, that's all, like, she just wants to matter. She just wants to, like, I don't think it meant, like, in the public eye. I think it meant, like, she just wanted the, she just want the family to, to recognize that she's here as well. Yeah, That's my first thing. But my second thing is this. Celebrities are who they are and people from where they're from, regardless of how they just have more money. I was Mm. listening to somebody say this and I've always thought about this. Like Britney Spears and them are they from like a good old uh country town in Louisiana, just and they were like poor people in Louisiana. Mm -hmm. They are now those same poor people. Like if Britney Spears was not Britney Spears, she'd probably be riding a pickup truck and wearing a car heart jacket you know what i'm saying yeah her, yeah her boyfriend will be going her husband will be going hunting like they <laughs> are though they would have been they if britney spears was not britney spears her family and her and all of them probably would have been at the capitol last year you know what i mean <laughs> i feel you yeah though they're those type of people saying mm-hmm. that to say you know those type of people they have messes out in the yard you know of, of their <laughs> Of their single family um, rectangular shaped home. I don't want to, you know, be, <laughs> but y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Sydney, <laughs> what? Why are you going off today? <laughs> y'all, y'all know what kind of homes I'm talking about, right? Yes, finish your point, Sydney. <laughs> oh my gosh. They have those kinds of like. My family don't care about me. You know, they have yeah. that kind of stuff. And so I think that's all we're seeing, but just it just happens to have a few more zeros in the bank account. Right. Something off like kind of off topic about this situation though is I wonder, I do always wonder what does it feel like to be the less popular celebrity child? <laughs> like <laughs> for real. Like you got Jamie and Britney, Solange and Beyonce. Like, I wonder what it feels like to be in their shoes. Like, dang, my sister, all that. And look at me. I'm barely struggling to survive. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I ask my uh, grandma's grandkids that all the time. What's the thought to be the less popular <laughs> <grandchild>? <laughs> I just feel like... <laughs> <laughs> but my question, my point to this is... Britney, like you said, Britney Spears wanted to be. Um, what did you say she wanted to be seen or felt or recognized well, or whatever? Jamie Lynn said she just yeah. wanted to matter. She she said I just want to matter. She wanted to matter, but they not like Good Morning America didn't call her 
for this. They wanted to know about Britney Spears. They didn't want to know about her. You get what I'm right. saying? Well, we she when should have gotten knocked up. When Kelly Rowland released Dirty Laundry, we wanted we didn't want to know about her either, did we? But we got it. <laughs> Sydney. What is, what is happening? Her Lord. <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it really has been a long time. We need to get you back here more often then. Uh, <laughs> but I but and then Britney is going Britney's showing half her body on Instagram and stuff. The, I'm gonna ask like I asked about Kanye. Do y'all think what's wrong with Britney is chemical or emotional? Like can she take a pill and it be okay? Or do she need to sit down and talk to somebody and it be okay? Well, I'm going to say this, and y'all might be mad or come out at me or whatever, but I think she should have been on that conservative a little lot, while longer. Because <sighs> mm. yeah. I feel well, like, I feel like, I mean, I'm not as bad as she was, but I feel like she was on it for a reason. Mm. I think it's more so the trauma she experienced from her family that's mm. really like kind of getting to her right now. Because I mean, what her family did to her was pretty jacked up. Even though with all the, you know, the episodes she had cutting the hair and going straight loco or loco. Um, even with all that going on, her family was kind of messed up for what they did to her. So I yeah, would say I, I would definitely lean towards emotional. Mm-hmm. But because I kind of feel like they have some they, there's some trauma that they need to heal personally together, but at the same time, I don't know. I don't even know where I'm gonna go with that. I, <laughs> but I'll just say I'll just say what? it is some. I think it's an emotional trauma that she had. Where her yeah. points are made. Points are made. Huh? <laughs> I was saying you made you made some valid points. You well, you always make pretty valid points, but. <laughs> Points were made with what you just said, definitely. Um, bless Britney Spears' heart. <laughs> I think she really just wants to get back to her teen years when she was, you know, dominating the music industry mm. somewhat, at least on the white people's side. Yeah. Them, them vocals ain't there no more. Yeah. They were never there. Uh-uh, we're not about to do that. She was more of a, a better all, dancer than she was listen, a singer. She was an entertainer, yes, but come on, uh-uh. Before I entered the Beehive, I was low key a Britney stan. But she made good. <laughs> she could sing, but she can't. She ain't got. She vocals. was. <laughs> she was entertaining, but Christina Aguilera could sing yeah. her under the table yeah. every day. Chris, could, she oh, definitely could even think about going against Christina Aguilera. That's why Christina, but Christina was so Aguilera angry. couldn't dance. She just couldn't. Not, dance not worth a flip. And I feel like I feel like Christina was mishandled because I feel like she could have been up there with some of the greats if she had to just acknowledge like like Whitney Houston like I cannot dance mm-hmm. I am not a dancer but what I'm gonna do is sing you under the table yeah because she tried and my my favorite see my favorite Christina Aguilera song was Genie in the Bottle growing up that was my favorite one and in that I music video that. she was trying so hard <laughs> I was like girl <laughs> you just can't. <laughs> Because she was trying to you keep up with the Britney Spears. She was, over and over again. <laughs> she was trying to keep up with the Britney Spears. I think that I feel like Kristen was mishandled. I think that maybe she should have done like Ryan Gosling, like 
you know, he didn't try to compete with Justin Timberlake. He went away. We didn't know who Ryan Gosling even really was. And then he found his own lane and Mm -hmm. excelled in that. I feel like Christina should have done the same thing. The thing is, you don't have to be a good entertainer to be a good singer. You don't. She could have just made music without, you know, having music videos that dance. Adele don't dance. Exactly. Nothing. So, she I mean, don't have she to just say to making you know music videos, but she tried to be a, a Britney Spears, and that's I think that's what ruined her career because people were like, uh uh-uh, uh, girl, you ain't got the rhythm to be no Britney but Spears. Y'all, but y'all know, back in the day, all them white pop singers, even their one hit wonders, was trying their hardest to be the, the, the prototype, let's be like Britney Spears person. And how did that work out though? That's it didn't work out, it didn't work <laughs> out good. But what I'm saying is, Christina Aguilera is one of them people. Oh, I want to. Britney Spears can do this. Oh, in her team. Oh, let's try to do this. Let's try to do that. When yeah. that wasn't hitting the mark. Yeah. You're right. If they weren't trying to be Britney Spears, they was trying to be a wigger, i.e. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. Come on now. Please. You know, because Pink and um, who else? Gwen Stefani, they was all black for a little. Nelly Furtado, they was all black <laughs> for a little while. Nelly <laughs> Furtado definitely capitalized off the mix-up with the names. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I definitely clicked on a few Nelly Furtado songs by accident in my youth, <laughs> thinking that I was getting ready to go down, down, baby. And I did. <laughs> Back in the day, you know, with the jukebox. Y'all remember jukeboxes? You know, I, yes. get my little quarter, I get my little quarter and waste it on a Nelly Furtado song. <laughs> thinking I'm about the street sweeper. Street sweeper, baby. Not. <laughs> Oh my god! Oh, I did like promiscuous though. That was my favorite Nelly Furtado song. She did that one. That's because you had a, a black man back, and a... <laughs> I was gonna, I was just about to ask, wasn't that the Timberland song? Yeah, yeah that was. Timberland in it. You know, Timberland get on. We all listening. And then Justin Timberlake just was dancing in the background for like the end of the video. I never understood. So that. I'm not. Like, I'm not talking to Justin Timberlake. Speaking yeah. of wiggers. Exactly. <laughs> Speaking of Janet Jackson's career, but Stop. I ain't gonna do it at a night. We'll talk about him after the documentary come out. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Lisa Lisa Bonet and Jason Momoa broke up. And the crowd goes wild. <laughs> like, I don't. I don't have any faith in celebrity uh, relationships anymore. It seems giving... like the one the, the celebrity relationships that last are the one that's with a celebrity and a regular old person. Yeah, it's it's giving Ashton Kutcher Demi Moore. We knew. I mean, we knew. I, I knew once he got his name out there that they weren't gonna be together no more. It's it's very much Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore. How would like you know, older woman, younger man, older woman has very, very, very attractive, closer in age ex husband that's always around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's the same story. So, <laughs> pretty much all celebrity relationships are the same story. He'll end up with one of his co-stars that he had amazing chemistry with that you know we have forgot about. You know, and they'll have more key like. It's the same. It's the same story. And then him and um, Lisa still be friends. Yeah. Very much Ashton Kutcher, Demi Moore. Why well, won't Lisa and Lenny to get back together then? 
I'm sure in next next global health crisis we have, they'll be quarantined <laughs> together, just like Bruce Willis and Demi Moore, like with Zoe Kravitz and her lover. You know, they'll all be in the house together. Sydney, you on a roll tonight? You look. <laughs> what is happening? I'm more upset about Ryan and Keith breaking up. <sighs> I know they weren't gonna last. What? I thought they they were so they were such a cute couple. Oh, why did I have to like sit here and think about who you were talking about? Ryan Destiny. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, who? I was like, it was it was two gay black men together. In what? Too many black Ryans. In what world? Because you already know, you already know, gay black men of prominence do not like they get with white men. They do not. They do not link up. So I was like, come what? on now. <laughs> Sydney, you she's speaking tonight. She ain't she though? You I was like, what? I thought y'all had I was like, what couple is this and why did I miss it? <laughs> but oh I was there. I ain't never really featured them, so it didn't matter. <laughs> oh I mean, I just didn't care. Like Yeah, yeah. I just didn't they you know, Ryan Destiny is a gorgeous girl. Um Ryan Destiny is a gorgeous girl. Ryan Destiny's a gorgeous girl. She'll she'll bounce back. She definitely oh, yeah, will bounce sure. back. She probably got somebody now in the den. Um, I got my list of who mine's would be. <laughs> if okay. I was in Hollywood. If I was in Hollywood, because now the act the male actors right now, it's some good looking one. Mm. Some good looking one. Anybody ones. in particular? Um I like the weird alternative guy, so I I love Lakeith. That's like, you know, just you know, blow weed in my face and you know, <laughs> talk about talk about your weird theories about whatever. Like, oh I, um, you know, I was I was um, I'm heavy on. I can't think of. Let me see, who else? Tremonte Rose is okay. Kofi is all right, but both of them they just seem like overhyped and you know, like it would be like a really dark, sad time in my life. So, you know, I'm moving on past that. I I see you with a Daniel Kalua. <laughs> I hate Daniel Kalua. <laughs> I find him well, I find down. him I find him utterly unattractive. <laughs> also, I have a big problem with um uh British actors playing American roles, even though I was, I love Idris. I think Idris is highly attractive as a man, but mm -hmm. I just, I don't, I don't like, like the Fred Hampton, Daniel Kalua being Fred Hampton really bothered me deeply. Have y'all seen Chicago PD though? The black guy on Chicago PD, he is, that's, mm -mm. that's, that's Bay. Oh, I'm that is, that. Mm. His name is LaRoyce Hawkins. That is Bay. And he's oh, from man. Chicago. He's from Chicago. He got that Chicago accent, that Chicago swag. Oh God! Mm. <laughs> You're having a hot flash, right? <laughs> child. Oh but if, saying that to say, if I was Ryan Destiny, I would be out here not dating these ugly rappers, but most definitely dating these attractive actors. Right. And I, I would start with it. I was if I was her just to be petty, depending on how the relationship went, I would go through the entire cast of new edition first. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Stop. 
Not the podcast. Specifically Woody McLean, but I will go to the podcast and do it first. Okay. Now I can see it with that one, but anyway. Yes. Toxic. <laughs> Whoo! <laughs> Let, let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> All right, so... Um, Ti <laughs> says he's the best rapper out here, and ain't nobody seeing him in the rap game. <sighs> Ti with his little mini dreads. What y'all got to say about this, Cameron? You go first. <laughs> I see. It, to me, Ti is <laughs> a, a different generation of rap. I would say I wouldn't say in the game. But maybe of around his time when he was like relevant, I can. I, that's an argument I can entertain. But right now, I wouldn't say no. Sydney, I don't care. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I don't either. But the streets was talking. I I don't care. I think Ti should focus on his family. Mm-hmm. Um, treating tiny right. I think he should focus on his family. I think he should focus on those kids. Um, trying to be, I feel like you should know when it's your time. Yeah. And I should, and I feel like when you, when you sense that your legacy is about to be tarnished, like his is, you should just stop. Just stop. Go sit down. Don't you some allegations against him? That's what I'm saying. Definitely does. When the house, when the house is going to come down on your head, you need to go out while people still you like I think he just needs to give like maybe not even an album maybe like one good song like a really good song like you know how like R. Kelly came out with Ignition and if he had to stop right at Ignition mm. his legacy his legacy would have been secured and everything right. would have been like and just went away he had just went away I think that's what T.I. needed to do he needed to give us one good trap song and then just <laughs> not a trap go, song yeah, because that's his lane. I don't want him to try to mumble rap. You're not amigo. Mm. <laughs> one good, give us one good trap song and just go go home. You know, I think Jeezy he did it. Um, you know, personally, I think Jeezy was the best rapper of that time when Ti was out. Um, but that's my personal opinion. Um, but I think like just create a new narrative for yourself that's not being the greatest rap. Stop trying to be the greatest rapper. Jeezy is out of the game. Ludacris, these are your peers. Ludacris is out of the game. You know, Mm -hmm. your peers, your immediate competition, you know, Gucci man, he come, he do what he do, he go home. Like, none of your peers are trying to be the greatest rapper now. Mm -hmm. You should follow suit. Right. (laughs) Ooh. Come on, see. You need to start sending out some motivational tapes. Okay. <laughs> you crazy, Sydney. <laughs> Set of books by Sydney, words by Sydney. Yeah. I can't. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> She's speaking some powerful words. Yeah. Ain't she <laughs> well, you T.I., you heard what she said, so we can move on from that. <laughs> so, um, Tasha K, YouTuber Tasha K, and rapper Cardi B are in. Cardi B accused Tasha K, who's a well-known YouTuber, 
of spreading false information and false narratives about her, including that she cheated on her husband, uses cocaine, was a prostitute, and all kind of different stuff. And Cardi B testified in court and said it made her feel extremely suicidal and all this different kind of stuff about, that was not true about her. So I'm going to start with Sydney. What <laughs> do you feel about this whole Tasha K, Cardi B situation? Okay, I got three points. Number one, this case has had me in it. This case has had me in like a chokehold. Like this is where I had to like <laughs> take a break from following the case to like look up the other topics to know what else was going on in the world. Because this case is going to change the whole entire landscape of internet blogging. Right. That's number one. Um, number two. When it was going on, I was in grad school and I would like, when I would have papers to write, I would watch Tasha K's videos because it was like nonsense to have on in the background. Uh-huh. Um, when this, when she was making those videos with those crazy allegations, I was like, this is not going to end well for you. Um, because she would spout lies and say, I know their lies. I am just saying this for views. I am saying this to trend the internet. Very yeah. much attention seeking behavior. So with that being said, I eventually like stopped watching her for that reason because she's like loud and <laughs> drunk and obnoxious. And I like my I like my Hollywood scandal to be true. Right. Um, so I was like, if I wanna if I wanna make up stories, I can do that myself. Okay. Um, right. That's why I never understood the, why people even listen to her in the first place. Yeah, you know, and, all she do is lie. And then the, the the thing of like going out, you need to go out while your legacy is intact. I feel like Tasha K needs to go ahead and just bow out gracefully. Yeah, I agree. Um, before I get my two cents, Cam, what you think about this situation? Nah, I pretty much agree with Sydney. I don't really listen to her like that. And if she, because isn't she she's suing right? Yeah, they were in court. Yeah, Cart. Uh, yeah. Cardi is suing Tasha K. Tasha yeah. K tried to sue Cardi. Uh, like what is it called? I can't think. See, Rita, Rita, where are you? I need the terms. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just gonna use just regular old layman's terms. Um, uh, Tasha K tried to sue Cardi back, but that was thrown out of court. Wow. So now it's just a one. It's just a one way case that could could bury her. Right. Yeah, so I mean, because I mean, you can't you can't just go around, especially like and on social media and stuff, and just spreading lies like that. It's against the law. Yeah, especially it's like it's what defa- defamation of what's how am I saying defamation defamation that's it defamation of character because mm-hmm. that's the same that's one of the um what's her name gets sued for that a lot that what's that little that stupid black Republican chick um oh. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. She gets sued for that a lot because she's constantly doing that as well on her little podcast, you know, show, whatever she do. Because mm-hmm. she's constantly making up lies over and over again about celebrities and she even getting sued by other Republicans. So, yeah, I mean, that's the right thing to do. I won't want that. I mean, I kind of like Tosh K, but I don't <laughs> believe anything that come out of her mouth. So, it's like, there's no point mm-hmm. on even listening to her because I don't believe anything she says. So, but it's good to listen to. But I don't believe a word that come out of her mouth. So I always listen to her and then just wait for the truth. Like wait for it. Like if it come out on other platforms, it's true. If it doesn't, then you know, like that Wendy Williams stuff she said is definitely true. 
But that I mean that's so I feel like you can't like you can't just make like like y'all say you can't make up stories or whatever, but that's why when my stories when I post or whatever, I make sure they are hundred percent fact not hundred percent factual, but at least have some validity to it. And I'm good when I see it on the shade room or wherever I see it, I Google make sure all this stuff is true. Like somebody done passed away. I ain't gonna just up and post it. Oh, let me post it just because I need to post it to make sure oh this person actually did die or whatever. But I mean, and it's it will change because not a lot of people are going to want to talk about certain things anymore. Do y'all mm-hmm. feel that's that like way? when Betty died? You had to check like five million sources to make sure it was that's true. true. Oh yeah, burying her since like 2010. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> This this case is going to change the entire landscape for bloggers, for you know, like your your social media blogs, like your your shade room and your Instagram. And as a person that like I've always loved celebrity gossip, mm-hmm. I like I miss when it used to take a little bit longer to come out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. I used to read like Jet magazine and stuff like that, which used to come out like every two weeks. Like, but I knew the information was true because it took them two weeks to get the information you know what i mean yeah you know and and celebrities weren't able to control the narrative as much so i personally am glad it's gonna people are gonna start fact checking a little bit more Mm -hmm. um as far as the the uh what is it the vloggers the vlogging channels that's going to be different but think of how many celebrities lives have been lost Due to the paparazzi and you know the block, well, just the tabloids, not even the vloggers and stuff, but the mental health issues that have come from you know what they've done. Yeah, so that's I, true. I think that Cardi is giving them the ability to fight back a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, and if she wins this case, like, please believe me, it's gonna be way more cases to come. Oh yeah, yeah. absolutely. But do y'all think that YouTube is gonna change Tasha K's channel now that they're being, now that she's suing Tasha K? No. You don't think they are? Oh, you think they're using this for? Oh, this is getting attention to us. I think that the I think what's gonna happen to Tasha K's channel is that Tasha K is gonna be her own undoing. I think that she is gonna get so many lawsuits after this one. Mm-hmm that she's going to eventually have to file bankruptcy. Like, it's going to... Because once one person wins, yeah. you might as well just get ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that's the only person she didn't talk about, too. Exactly. Uh, Bobby Light said he on his way, which I don't think Bobby Light's going to do nothing. Uh, because I just don't think he's going to do nothing. he probably go on legal Zoom and send her something, but... <laughs> Stop. <laughs> He's still waiting yeah. for Lil Nas X to call him. But yeah. your win mm, I, I still think Call Me By Your Name was written about Bobby Lights, but I don't care what nobody <laughs> say. Allegedly. Look, let me I, let me keep Austin out of trouble. Allegedly. Look. Mind, <laughs> I'm gonna be getting some papers in the mail Austin. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um 
whatever y'all do, just make sure it's allegedly. And we got a legal person on our team to make sure everything <laughs> is all right. <laughs> well, if you've been following the Sasha KK, she always thought she had a good legal team too. But they, the what was it yesterday? The judge asked um her lawyer, "Was this her first year out of law school?" Oh, oh, damn. Oh. It's been going on because, see, Tasha K, I think she's one of those people that have a hard time separating reality from, like, your your social media persona. Yeah. And so she's been in the courtroom with the stunts and the giggles and the cutting up and the, you know, the yelling and the tapping on the microphone. And she's been in the courtroom. She's brought all that stuff from the show on into the courtroom. And that's what you don't do. And when she got to that courtroom, Belkali's Alamanzer Cephas was in the courtroom with her. And <laughs> she thought she was getting going in there with Cardi B, but Beckley <laughs> showed up. Sydney, stop it. <laughs> so yeah, we she did. Keep, yeah. I know, I feel you, but that was funny the way you said it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she... <laughs> Because she tried to call Cardi racist and she tried to have that like admitted into court as an actual thing. What? That she was racist and that's why she brought, that's why she filed a lawsuit. Oh, it's been, it's been, this, listen, I wouldn't even be surprised if they don't end up making this particular case into some kind of show or something because it's been like a three ring circus. They probably will watch VH1, <laughs> Mona Scott Young. Y'all got. <laughs> oh, right. yeah, because you know Mona love her some Cardi. Exactly. All right. All right, so we're gonna keep following on that story because I know it's gonna keep evolving into something else. I, I'm following it every day, so I'll let y'all know. <laughs> All right, so Steve Harvey says cancel culture killed his comedy, well, killed comedy in general, was which is why he quit doing stand up and is now a judge on TV. <laughs> <laughs> so See, my, first, was... my first question is the, did, did cancel culture kill comedy? Yes or no? Um, Sydney. In the words, I'll say this. In the words of Cat Williams, if you gotta be able to be offensive to be funny, then you ain't funny. That's true. Period. If you if you have to be offensive, like I'll say, as a person who loves to make jokes and stuff, you know, I just had to. Le- you just have to learn the difference between kitchen kitchen table talk and public talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and have some restraint. Like earlier on the podcast, I was getting ready to make a joke that it would have been funny, but it would have also been offensive. Yeah. So I pulled myself back. Yeah, I felt you pull back. <laughs> So, Cameron, what do you think about cancel culture and comedy? I mean, I I see it from both ways. I do think, you know, as far as we've gotten every year, we've gotten we've gotten more and more like sensitive to jokes as opposed to like the early, you know, two thousands and before that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if something is offensive, it's just offensive, and that's just the way it is, man. It's not right. all about, and it, even if it's not meant to be offensive, it's still offensive. And you know, I don't know. No matter how many times you say it, you know, words can't hurt. Some things hurt like hell. That's true. So you know, if you got to say offensive stuff, 
you know, to get your point across and come off as a good comedian, then you suck. Because there's so much more funny stuff to talk about that you don't have to hurt people's feelings. And anything you should say should not lead up to the possibility of hurting somebody else's feelings and making them mad. You know? And if you got to, you know, make your audience mad to be funny, then I understand that completely that, you know, you're not funny then. I agree. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, so do you think do you think this is is an excuse for Steve Harvey to stop doing stand up? Or was Steve Harvey <laughs> even funny to begin with? I don't me think first, he was a me. funny stand up comedian. Cancel culture didn't kill Steve Harvey's comedy. Cat Williams did. <laughs> <laughs> Because I don't know if y'all remember this, but they had a competition. Mm-hmm. They were it was years ago. Like YouTube was hard to even like. It was camera quality was terrible. HD I don't even think was invented. But they went to a comedy show, mm-hmm. and it was they were both built on a comedy show. And Cat was like, "Let's make this a competition." He was like, "Because I think it's disrespectful." that you call yourself a king of comedy in the world where Eddie Murphy still lives. Right. You call yourself a king of comedy and Richard Pryor walked this earth. Like, you right. are nowhere near Richard Pryor. No. And so, they did They did it that night. Cat killed because Cat was Cat at that time. Mm-hmm. And Steve got up there in his big suit and was doing, <laughs> you know, you know, the stuff that he do and mm-hmm. it didn't work. And after that, Steve wrote a book about trying to tell women how to get a man. Mm-hmm. And he, he left comedy alone ever since then. Was that before or after he cut all his hair off? You talking about when he took that wig off? <laughs> <laughs> that part. I was trying to see if you caught that Sydney, that part. <laughs> Because he came out a whole different man, didn't he? I saw him on Jimmy Kimmel with some leather pants on. I don't hope I never see that again. <laughs> <laughs> I died. Oh, my God. That's too but, back, but to that to that point of all these different comedians walking the earth and Steve Hart, the only king in that lineup was um, Bernie Mac. Everybody else wasn't funny to me. Like, I don't think Cedric is funny. And like, I mean, I think he's all right, but he's not king funny. Dale Hughley, he talks. I don't think he's funny like that. Said, I mean, not said. Steve Harvey, I do not think he's funny. I think DL has gotten there. I don't think he was there at that time, mm-hmm. but I think that with radio and like, you know, podcast, like talking and talking topics and making topics understandable. And funny and relatable, politics mm-hmm. specifically. Politics is his strong point. Mm-hmm. I think he's found his his place to be considered not a king of comedy, but like a you know a knight of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> right. He's not he he's not Richard. Nobody is never going to be Richard Pryor. No. Nobody's ever going to be, you know, Bernie Mac. Nobody like Mm-mm. they had veins of their own. Nobody is going to com- com- nobody is going to do what Eddie Murphy has been able to do. That's true. You know, Kevin Hart is 
like, he's always going to be oh, like Eddie. Lord. He's always going to be, you know what I'm saying? He's always going to be like Eddie Murphy, but he'll never be Eddie Murphy. Mm. Kevin Hart is just... Mm. He, he was funny at first, but now he just... If, if Cat Williams did not have his mental health issues, there would be no Kevin Hart, period. Oh, come on now. Mm. Because Cat was holding it down. Everybody was quoting Pimp Chronicles. Everybody was quoting It's Pimpin' Pimpin'. And then Cat got locked up and started getting into all that trouble. And that's when Kevin Hart became Kevin Hart because Soul Plane was a bust. Mm -hmm. (laughs) How do you have a whole... like? Think about it in comparison. Cat Williams is in Friday After Next a total of maybe... 30 minutes to 45 minutes and it's hilarious and people quote it to this day. I can't name one soul playing quote and that was a whole movie with Kevin Hart in it. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know, I just feel like comedy ain't comedy like it used to be. Like nobody's out here doing it like they used to be like like these new youth I guess it's because it's on um, Instagram and stuff but nobody's funny anymore. I, I, mean, think an, I, mean, I think it's an acquired taste. Like it's an acquired taste of new comedy. I think everybody has funny. Pe- you do have funny people, but it's like, like you said, nobody out here doing it like the legends was doing it. I think everybody has their niche now. I think people are afraid to make fun of themselves. Like mm-hmm. what made Richard Pryor and what made Bernie Mac funny is that they were telling stories about their lives and themselves. What makes Chris Rock Chris Rock is because he's given his, you know, uh, his he's given his personal opinion about things that's going on in life, you know? Right. But he's given more so his reaction, not like making, you know what I mean? I got you. You know, um, one thing I always talk about is like Richard Pryor has a joke, you know, people like talk about jokes against the LGBTQ, whatever. But Richard Pryor has a joke where he talks about his own experiences with experimenting with his sexuality. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not talking about somebody else's sexuality and making fun of somebody else's sexuality. Mm-hmm. He's standing up there saying, hey, I might be on the spectrum a little bit. <laughs> and let me tell you about my let me tell you about my experience of being on this sexual spectrum. You know what I mean? Okay. And so I think that's what makes it different. You know, I think Bernie Mac, even though he has jokes that are, again, about the LGBTQ community, it's like, this is my nephew and this is my experience and my reaction to my nephew. Yeah, yeah. Not yours, not, you know, somebody I saw on the street that I don't know. This -hmm. is the person that lives in my house that I deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel you. Cam, you got anything else to say on this topic? No, I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Sydney, you're fine. Right. She, she, I mean, she's dominating us in this commentary. I love this commentary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's jump to um, Rihanna drops Ari Fletcher from her, um, drops Ari Fletcher because her comments on domestic abuse. 
what do y'all think about this and her being dropped from Rihanna's stuff? I didn't see that on the list. My bad. Well. <laughs> Here she goes. No, no. I really don't have a lot to say about this. I will say this. That Ari is a young, young girl. Mm-hmm. She's new to, you know, being in, in the spotlight. Uh, I thought G Herbo got her out of drive through, but somebody told me that that wasn't true. Ooh. He met her. No, no, I wasn't trying to be funny, but he met her. <laughs> he met. She worked in the clubs. I thought. I don't know why I thought she worked in a drive through. I don't know, but <laughs> <laughs> a real bad. <laughs> but saying that to say, she's a young girl. She said something. She's learned. This is this her first time feeling it in her pocket, and so she gonna learn and she gonna do better. Like it's it's simple as that. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, some people just don't know when, like, they don't know what they're saying and don't know how to watch what they're saying. If that makes sense. I mean, oh, I don't want to sound mean. Go ahead. Ari's not a celebrity. True. Ari got pregnant. Mm. And with her pregnancy came followers. That's true. Mm. She's she's not a she hasn't had any kind of training. Nope. She probably just I, I don't know this to be so. I've never really heard her story. I just started hearing her in podcasts and stuff. <laughs> um but she probably just made an email address, put it in her bio, and money start rolling in. Like, oh my god! <laughs> she literally, you know, just didn't like. She literally just didn't take no birth control. He didn't wear a condom, and she became mm. famous. Like, mm. and it's, it's okay to come up like that, you know. It is, but. I don't think she's the first to come up like that. Oh, what do we expect? Do we expect some kind of profound knowledge from her? No, I'm yeah, I don't think we do. I just, I don't know know what Rihanna expected. Well, I think she just expected her to kind of know, like, sis, I am a domestic violence victim. (laughs) Not that. She had some... several accents during this podcast. She had a little country accent. <laughs> Go ahead, girl. Have, you know, I'm a domestic violence victim. Have some common sense. I think that's what Rihanna just expected, like, girl. Right. But, I mean, it's early 26, so was she even a lot, like, was she, I mean, she was alive, but was she even, like, old enough to know what happened to Rihanna? I don't think she was. Mm. Good question. You know, you know, but do have common sense that you just don't say things like that because there are people who have real situations, but she's, again, she's not like Meg. Meg is, Meg the Stallion is paying herself to be a college graduated, college graduate, educated black woman. <clears throat> so we, right. we expect her to say things that, you know, that to think before she says things. Ari is not painting herself to be that. Right. Alright, uh, and then this last question, and then we're going to get on out of here, is do y'all think the word my bitch or just the derogatory words in general has replaced I love you in R&B music? Because Neo says it has. 
I don't want to say it replaces I love you, but it definitely defines your relationship status. Like, don't nobody really be saying, oh, that's my girl. That's my, you know, that's my boo. That's my baby. They're like, no, that's my bitch. <laughs> Which is, I'm like, you ain't about to call me your bitch. Like, <laughs> that won't be the day. That won't be the day. <laughs> like it's it's okay for a friend to say that, but as a like relationship, like you know, that's what me and you say all the time to each other. Mm-hmm. But if I'm in a relationship with you, you make I ain't nobody, bitch. <laughs> well, come on, Sydney, what you got to say? Um, I just, <laughs> I'm I miss good R and B. I say that I listen to a lot of old school I because here, girl. I miss real music. Like, I miss, you know, like, I wasn't even alive during, like, the Teddy Pendergrass, Al Green era, but, like, when you sit back and listen to those words, like, they were, those songs had meaning. They did. You know. Um, like the old school. I, I, like, and my thing is this, for Neo and any of the rest of them, like, if you want to create that, you, you are creative, and you're at the place, like, Neo is at the place, he don't need what else do you need? Right. So if you want to create good music, make good music. Mm-hmm. But I, I thought that's true. The, but the one thing I would say about Neil's music, he was never derogatory really to females in his music. And I like that's why I liked him a lot. You know, he, he was very respectable to women. And I, I think it more so when he's saying that it's I really think it's time for, you know, especially black women to hold themselves to a higher standard. Like don't no, I mean to me it's, uh, I don't know I can't speak for most black women but I wouldn't let no man call me your bitch. Uh, like I, to me that's that's just one it sounds possessive and mm. two it it just it's so disrespectful. So like, and I be in it and I be uh, hearing it all the time even at my job they be like that's my bitch right there and I'm just like what <laughs> that's your what uh, you got a fe- I'm like you got a female dog hanging around you bruh. Here she comes. No, no, no. Because I say this at um at my my second job, which is actually in the domestic violence field. You are correct, Cameron, in what you're saying. You know, we teach in our curriculum. You know, you don't call the woman your baby mom. You call her the mother of your children. You don't call her the b word. You know, you can call her your ex. You know. Mm-hmm. And we always say, you know, you have to give the victim a name. You can't just say she and her. Like, you have to give this person a name because they are a person. Right. Saying that to say, though, however, I don't kink shame. So if you into that, then I feel like, you know, <laughs> you into that. And you just discuss your hard limits and your soft limits with your partner. <laughs> 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 you know, discuss when you want to be called that you know, when not to call, like, don't call me that in front of my mama. Call me that when we in the room by ourselves <laughs> at night. Just discuss your parameters. But I mean, you're, you're very much, you're very much different right. If that's something you say while y'all in the bed doing y'all thing, that's one thing. But in front of people, like, when we out in public, nah, that ain't gonna fly. Well, not with me, at least. I can't speak for everybody else. You like that, more power to you. But I think we've gotten too comfortable and I think especially women have gotten too comfortable with the disrespect. But I think, let me let me make my piece. I think times have changed whereas us 
like us three, we like a different type of like a different type of person or whatever. However you want to put you we like different stuff than this new age people. They they're okay with stuff like that. And which is fine if you're okay with whatever you're okay with. But at the end of the day, can we really say what's wrong for somebody else if we just because we don't like it or we what's right for somebody else just because we don't like it? Yeah. I mean, like I said, it ain't my place to say, like, you know, say, hey, don't let him talk to you like that. Because, I mean, if you like it, you like it. Right. But at the same time, I mean, I and I guess it's just how I was raised and what I was around. Like, yeah, like I, I said, my parents have been married for 33 years. I ain't never heard my dad call my mom outside her name. Nothing mm-hmm. like that. So it's just like, I'm not going to do the same. Even if I can get mad at you, I'm still not going to do it. Because to me, in my in my eyes, in my viewpoint, I see it as very disrespectful. It's very disrespectful. Well, if I get but, mad at you, everybody's on, on limits. <laughs> but, but, to, but to what Austin is saying, like, for my mom, like the first time she just happened to be walking by, I had one of my friends on speakerphone, and she heard one of my friends call me the B word. She was like, "Oh my goodness, you let them just call you that?" I did not have no dogs, you know, like because yeah. in her generation they didn't play like that. Right. She was like, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, we friends. Don't call me no B." Like the like, and my mom's a very even tempered woman, and I will say one of the few times I see my mama go off on somebody is this woman tried to call her that in in joking like like we do like you know just call you know call her that and my mom was like no and I don't have nothing else to say to you you know she was like you know I'm with the Lord so I don't fight but (laughs) you don't have I don't have much else to say to you and you don't have nothing else to say to me if you can't speak differently towards me right that was that was her generation our generation is much different and it's a relationship word you know what I mean like if you my if you my friend Whatever, I don't care. I ignore it. I don't. I don't even hear it. You know, it's just like saying "girl" or "child" yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So to what me and Austin say all the time. Yeah, and I mean, in in, in, in a in a setting, a, a non-public forum where I'm with y'all, I'll say it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But but I will say I'm careful if I say it to Cameron than I would be to you. Yeah, you are. But I'll say to yeah. you though. Right, see, because I don't want it to be like, oh, did he just call me that? And then, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I know what you're saying. I definitely do. Well, the word is more intended to be disrespectful to females rather than gay males. So, to to most gay guys, like, oh, you call me a bitch? Okay, cool. That'll hurt my. What, see, I think, see, bitch is the word that triggers females, and faggot is the word that triggers gay males. At least me, in my point of view. But it, it don't bother me that much no more. But back in the day, you called me a faggot. I was ready to fight. But to, to me, that's to, a very that's a very degrading what, word. To what huh? you all are saying, to what you all are saying, though, um, you know, I've had heterosexual men say, "Why is it okay? Like, how? Why is sexuality determined whether or not the person can use that word?" Because I think it's more so of a respect thing. Cause like and I said, it's all about and it's all about the context of the word. Mm-hmm. You know? It's all about it's all about tone as well too. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. And the situation, like but, like saying when like me saying uh, "bitch" to Austin while we just having a friendly conversation is different than we in a full on argument. I said you "fucking bitch" or something like that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> like, it, it depends on how you use it, when you use it, 
and what the situation is when you use it. So right. I mean, it's it's to me, it's like a very deep, like you know, situational thing when it comes to the words like that. Yeah. I, I I will say well with I'll agree with Austin and say that probably in about five or ten like in five, 15 more years you know we'll walk in and hear our kids or our nieces and nephews and they'll be it'll just be flinging you know they'll be flinging it around like you know <laughs> like it's a pro it'll, it might be a pronoun soon you never know like oh my <laughs> and I just want to address that I have nothing against anyone and any pro- pronoun that they may choose that's true. <laughs> that's it, yeah, because I don't think if me and me and Austin ain't really been in no heated heated situations like that, but I don't think I would call him a bitch in that situation. <laughs> Wait, <sighs> let me just—I've never been called. Well, yeah, I have. That time in Walmart, Cameron. But never mind. Ooh, we ain't gonna talk about ooh, that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're gonna we're gonna get on out of here. <laughs> Woo! So that's all my topics I have for today. Um, does anybody have anything they want to discuss? I got one more topic to talk about real quick. Okay. Are we going to talk about Mitch McConnell and what he said today? Oh, what about... Go ahead, Cameron. <sighs> Later Y'all hear what he said? I heard yeah. what he said. <laughs> I ain't heard what Mitch... I have not heard what Mitch and his dad Orm said. What did he say? Yes, it was all over me. He said, um... He said African Americans vote at the same rate as, as they vote as much as Americans, implying that black people ain't Americans. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I don't even know if he caught himself saying that. Or somebody should like See? somebody in the audience should have been like, What? <laughs> you say that one more time? Because I don't think he heard himself when he said see? that. Let me say something. Mitch McConnell's arm was turning black because the slaves was trying to drag him. <laughs> oh my God, stop. <laughs> Sydney, stop but keep going. <laughs> I, I, I have a very strong disdain for that turkey neck man. <laughs> and one of my dreams in life is one day me and Sonny Hobson get to sit down over some cocktails and or coffee and we get to talk trash about Mitch McConnell. And yeah. I <laughs> Yes, funny. <laughs> and I just want to say that like that that's why like nothing good is gonna like first off, can we discuss how we need to have terms? You need to have a limit to the terms of a senator and a congress and a um representative. Like mm-hmm. you should not that should not be a career. Mm-mm. That that same that energy and keep the same thing with them Supreme Court justices too, because Lord no Clarence have been in there since the eighteen hundreds. Oh no, he need to go. Ooh. No public you can't just office. wait for them to die. You can't just wait for them to die or or retire. Nah, they need term limits up in there too. No public office should be a career. Nothing that we vote for, nothing that you have to be nominated for, should be a career. Like even even in God bless Maxine Waters. I pray that he increase her and all of those things. But even down to her, like nobody should be a career congressperson. Fine. That's true. Do your piece and get out. But I, I mean, that, that, that only see the only thing I don't mind Congress just because we do have the power to vote them out. It's the Supreme Court justice that pissed me off. Because one, they only they don't even work a full year. They only work about five months out of the year. 
and they making all this money and we can't get them out of there if we don't like them. And how many did the, how many did Lord Voldemort elect while he was in <laughs> office? Lord have mercy. Amy Coney Barrett. Lord bless that woman. She's so back. She's so backwards. Oh, I can't. Listening to her talk just make me mad. They I knew are. what's up. That's why I'm, I was like, I was like, Ruth, just hang in there for just a little bit longer. Mm. Lord, Lord Voldemort. Lord Voldemort, he put in about what between ten <laughs> to fifteen Supreme Court mm-hmm. justices, and so and and they now are like the majority vote. So huh? literally, Lord Voldemort basically <laughs> made decisions that will have like that will rule our legal system for years. Right. Yep. And you know who did? You know who helped him do that? Mitch McConnell. Child. And that's why the slaves tried to do it. Mitch blocked that though. <laughs> Obama tried to do that. Mitch said, "Nope, gotta wait till the election." <clears throat> I mean, stand here. Really, Austin? No, seriously. In what world? Like, just think about it. A congressman is walking around with a black eye and a black arm, and they <laughs> and they give us no explanation for it. Because <laughs> the oh, slaves. God. Cause the slaves was pulling him down. They trying to take him, and they gonna take him. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney, <laughs> stop your man. What is in your cup tonight, Sydney? Right. <laughs> she has just been all off. She just been going off. Mm. <laughs> you said you was here for the mess. <laughs> I'm here for the mess. It's been a long time. Yeah. Since I've been on, since I've been allowed to be on somebody's platform, so <laughs> get what you get. Oh God! <laughs> Sid, do you have something else you'd like to talk about before we get out of here? I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, cause I've been I've been preoccupied with this Tasha K Cardi B case. Mm-hmm. I'm following it to the fullest extent, um, because I see the ramifications that it's gonna have on platforms like yours platforms like any 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 kind of platform it's going to have ramifications for for years to come it's going to be okay it's going to be a case that's referenced so i that's what i've been following very very closely i really ain't been paying attention to much else in (laughs) in in pop culture well look we're gonna have you back for the tasha k moment so you can tell (laughs) something going on For the lit for the Tasha K note, like a Sunday has a legal note. <laughs> but anyway, we have enjoyed you, Sydney, on today's podcast. So glad you could join us today. Sydney, um tell the people what you got going on or where they can find you and stuff like that. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. I have absolutely nothing going on. <laughs> um <laughs> Life has been rough. I feel, I feel <laughs> that. Adulting has been hard. Yeah. But um, do follow me on social media, Books by Sydney, all one word on all platforms. My books are still available on Amazon. I will write new ones one day. Um, <laughs> but I'm not putting no pressure on myself, but I will write new ones one day. Um, yeah. book, search Books by Sydney on Amazon for those as well. Oh my god. Um yeah, so we like to thank everybody for listening tonight. Um and remember to um 
protect yourself out in these streets because <laughs> me myself, I had to go get tested today for the Rona. <laughs> oh my! Every, I mean, I feel fine. I just was a little hot this well yesterday morning, but I feel fine now. But I had to go get tested, so. We hope everything is all right, and yeah, we hope everything is all right with everybody else. So remember to wear y'all's mask, stay away from people if you can, and be all right in these streets. And we will see y'all next time. Bye, oh, y'all. Oh, oh. I was just gonna say, don't forget to get your free um test, your free at home COVID test. Yes, get your free at home test. And if you, my friend on Facebook, I can send the link and all that stuff if you want me to. So um yeah. We'll see y'all next time. Bye, y'all. Night. Bye. Hey, guys. Thank you for listening to Tea Time with Austin. And I hope you enjoyed everything. Follow me on my Instagram at Tea Time with Austin. And I will see you next time for more juicy tea. Bye.